0: makes me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down, the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer.
1: Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf.
0: This is the Conquer Local podcast, a show about billion dollar sales leaders, marketers leading local economic growth, and entrepreneurs that have created their dream organizations. They want to share their secrets, giving you the distilled version of their extraordinary feats. Our hope is, with the tangible takeaways from each episode, you can rewire, rework, and reimagine your business. I'm George Leith, and on this episode, we're pleased to welcome a good friend of mine, Vendasta CEO and co-founder, Brendan King. As we do every year at the end of a season, we're going to recap the year and discuss how we navigated what will go down in history as one of the biggest years for Vendasta, but also one of the most challenging years for local economies. Get ready conquerors, the original conqueror. As we recap 2021 on this week's episode of the Conquer Local podcast, The King of the North, Brendan King coming up next. <music> It's a tradition that we bring Mr. Brendan King, CEO of Vendasta Technologies, into the final episode of the Conquer Local podcast. We've been doing it now for four seasons—well, three seasons. This is the fourth, and uh, joining us on the line, Brendan. How are you doing, George? Doing quite Happy well. to be here. Doing quite well. <laughs> It's been a hell of a year. I I remember when we did this last year, we were, you know, reeling from the first year of the uh, COVID pandemic and all the changes that have happened. But it it seems to me like the change uh, hasn't slowed down any as as we get into uh, what happened in 2021 and take a look back.
1: Well, the pandemic, it uh, it, uh, hasn't ended. And
0: (laughs) it's just getting more interesting, isn't it? It really is. So if we were to... Look at maybe some common themes from your your view over the past twelve months, and working with the uh, Vendasta ecosystem, the channel partners, the vendor partners, and then the customers they serve. What what are some highlights for you that that jump out over this past twelve months?
1: Well, you know, um, obviously everyone is excited for COVID to end, but a lot of uh, a lot of if we if we step back and look at the macro you know you're always asking me what's going to happen in the in the next 12 months and I know that question is coming but so I've been thinking about this a lot about like what's really been happening and what you've seen is a pretty classic uh mix of uh of macroeconomics of supply and demand so if you think about it there's all these folks sitting at home the consumers and they and they have money now um, you think about what's happened with the uh, with the uh, uh, the stimulus, the economic stimulus has been put forward. The COVID payments and benefits for, uh, that almost every country has uh, continues to provide to consumers has stimulated demand. And so there's a lot of inflation. Um, but guess what's happened on the supply side? We got sh- shipping and logistics problems. We've got small businesses that you know that just can't come to work. And because of the payments, ironically um, don't have the ability to supply the products and services. They can't make the widget. They can't provide the service, the restaurant meals they're closing down early. They can't. So, and so you've got this, this, this is causing inflation. And, um, that's all inflation really is, is there's more money in the market. And so there's greater supply for, for services. And so prices go up, but on the other side, you've got this dangerous thing happening where the products and service supply is going down. So, um, What does that mean to everybody? That means that businesses aren't going to be able to potentially hire. There's inflation on uh, on their wages for employees. You know, you see in the States, some restaurant chains offering, you know, 50, 60, 70 K for people to manage them and no one's applying for those jobs. So what does that mean? The only way to survive is for people to get more efficient. It means automation. So I'm telling you that automation is a big theme going forward. We're gonna need to help small businesses automate their entire business, everything from the advertising and the, the marketing to operations and productivity and, and logistics and delivery. All of that is going to have to get much more efficient um, if folks aren't going to come back to work. Um, you know, Because even though unemployment, particularly in the U.S., is at near pre-pandemic lows, so it's low unemployment, the labor participation rate is 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 not good. It's 62%, I think, uh, or something to that effect. Please don't quote me. But um, people just aren't participating in the market until we can get them to come back and participate. We're going to have inflation. And what inflation means is you better be, you better be uh, profitable. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, growth, you you know, it's a, it's a scary story coming for, for lots of folks. So I think, I don't want to say scary because I think we can help. I I think that for small business succeed, they're going to have to get, they're going to have to get uh, more efficient.
0: One of the things that I know we're completely aligned on, and I, I really want to spend time on this is the idea of automations because, you know, robotic process automation, RPA, uh, and you know how I feel about acronyms, but um, you know, that's something that a lot of people have been, have been talking about. Um, We've had a lot of buzzwords over, you know, AI and these different buzzwords, but this, this really now is where we're meeting the market. The market needs it because the businesses out there need to become more efficient because of this, this thing that's happening inside those macroeconomics. So how do you see that playing out? If if we're, you know, we always talk about restaurants or we talk about dentists or we talk about, but how does it play out in the local economies? And, and, you know, that's really the mission that we have is to help those local economies.
1: Well, it's, you know, it's part of real life. I mean, I I don't know if I could put it in terms of, if you're a small business and you need to do things, you either hire people to do them or you can find a way to make it uh, efficiently happen. So you can imagine you've got an app and someone places an order, um, you might have a lot of folks that have to get involved after that, everything from delivery to, to billing to invoicing and manual paperwork. You can automate all of that today and that you know, from our perspective, that's why we've built our automations platform, which is freaking amazing. Um, and the, the idea is is that you can connect with these other tools that you might already use and automate a process where a human would otherwise have to toil away to make that happen. And guess what? You just don't have the humans today. So you need to make it work so that you can run your business, and that's exactly what we're trying to do. It's a really big idea, but it has to be easy enough that a layperson or someone that they hire on their behalf can come in and help them set it up once and get it going. The same way they set up their point of sale system or their delivery system or their alarm system or their internet, you got to get a trusted expert to come in, set it up for you, automate the process, and make your business work better. And so that's what's going to happen.
0: For our audience, and I you know you and I are uh, on opposite ends of the spectrum here because I'm an Apple guy and you are an Android person, always have been by the way, for all the time that I've known you. but He's these um, <laughs> these uh, automations have been in those mobile devices for a while. so for our audience, what we're talking about here is you know the idea of shortcuts, if this, then that, and then just a the series of those to remove the physical toil and that's what we're talking about, right?
1: That's exactly what we're talking about. We're we're talking about a way for people to be able to connect those disparate systems. You know, like like our platform is a good analogy. You know, it helps people to market, sell, build, fulfill, and deliver. Like you know, today a lot of our our trusted experts that are selling to small businesses, our customers, you know, they have all of these different. They got some CRM and they got some marketing automation system and they have you know yet another uh, calendaring or fulfillment or task management system. And there's a lot of toil to make those things work together. So with um, that, that's what we're trying to do is to say, as soon as you sell something, guess what? It's invoiced. Oh, and guess what? It's being delivered and packed and shipped, and nobody had to do anything. And and it's easy to track and it's easy to manage. And so it's not. A, but what it's not easy to do is to design, build, and connect, and make that system work together um, from the out of the gate. And so for that reason, a lot of people, you know, they just have all these things they've been using for a long time that just don't connect together. And so we, that's what we're trying to do with automations. That's what RPA is.
0: i got to tell you a great story for our audience. You know the story, but I want to tell it to real world. So, I, you know, we have a, a partner of ours that um, still orders products and services on paper. And, and I remember um, going out on one of the famous four-legged sales calls, my two legs and the two legs of the sales rep. That's what we call four-legged. And we go to see a customer and the sales rep that I'm with had a banker's box, like, you know, the, the square banker's box filled with paper. And I was like, okay, we must be going to see a number of customers. And they were like, no, that's all the paper I need for the, just this one customer. And uh, our mission was to get rid of that box of paper. And to have all of the information living in a system so that it could be touched by anybody inside the organization. So if the client wanted to make a change, they could just do it. Um, and we saw this automation come together in the last couple of months. And the look on the the people on the call, when they saw it all come together, where you don't need the box of paper anymore, you don't even need paper. You can just go into your computer or your phone and fill out the order form, send it to the customer. Have, and all of it just happened. The credit verification happened. The order was filled out properly. And it was all and just the look on their faces. It was uh, it was a real magic moment for me. This is the vision that you have. Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is it. Right. Like, uh, you know, people, uh, the things that, the, the, you know, the things that COVID brought, you know, the, the separation, all the all the, uh, you know, people not being able to socialize. Those those may go away. But uh, the impacts of uh, of inflation um, and the increase in demand, and the ability, and the decrease actually, ironically, in supply. You know that the only way to fix this is with technology. It's not not necessarily a zero sum game, right? The more the, the more we become efficient, the more our, we grow our economy, the more that everyone can have. And so, you know, and sometimes in in certain parts of the world, uh, people are, you know, they 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 get upset when people are successful. They shouldn't. It it actually makes them successful. It it is the it is a, a not a zero sum game.
0: So one meeting that I was in over the last twelve months, I did some prep for this episode as well. Um, I remember somebody saying that the, the one thing that they thought was miraculous was the organization's ability to adapt. And I know it's something that is part of your DNA that you built into the company from day one when you started Vendasta, but that, that adaptability really needs to be there in every business or you're just not gonna be a part of the game. And, and I'd love for you to speak about that because it's it's not an easy thing to do because sometimes it, people are uncomfortable because you have to constantly be agile and be looking for the next opportunity. How do you deal with that, Brendan, on a, on a day-to-day well. basis?
1: Well, nobody likes things that, that change, right? So, and I mean, you know, uh, and I always quote Darwin and say, it's not the strongest or the smartest that survive, but those that are most adaptable to change. And that happens everywhere. And businesses are, are like are, are an organism, like a living organism, and they want to grow and thrive and adapt. I don't know of any business that wants to, you know, shrink and put itself out of business. And so, the, the, but 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 what there is, is sometimes just not an awareness that you need to change, and so it's uh it's like somebody's got to sort of push people to the place where they're like, if they want to grow and th- survive, they, they have to change. And the way to do that is to show people the opportunity on their side.
0: Well, we're going to get to your look into the future in, in a couple of moments, but I got one other uh, topic that I got to, I have to talk about. And that is 2021 was a hell of a year for Vendasta with the uh, record uh, fundraise. And uh, I'd love for you to tell the audience, you know, what, what your plans are to, uh, to put that money to work. Sure.
1: Yeah, it really was a heck of a year and we did have a big raise. And, you know, the way we think about Vendasta is this ecosystem. I've, I've been talking about it. I, you know, it's the supply uh, that all the vendors and uh, service providers have for products and services that small businesses need. It's the demand. So all those small businesses need those products and services to run their business now more than ever, because they got to be efficient because they can't use people to do it. And, uh, and what we're building is the distribution of that. We know that those small businesses um, are going to turn to the people they trust. They're going to, you know, agencies, media companies. Uh, MS value-added resellers or or managed service providers, anyone they get those services from, they're going to turn to them. And that's really the distribution of those products and services from the vendor to the small business. And so when we look at that ecosystem of ours, we want to spin that flywheel. So we're going to try to add more channel partners. Those are those trusted experts. And those channel partners in turn bring a lot of their customers into our ecosystem so that they can access those products and services with one login. And so that brings, of course, more demand. And that demand, of course, then attracts more vendors to provide those products and services. So it's a really simple thing. We want to be the largest distributor of SMB products and services in the world. We want to have the largest demand for those products and services, and we want to have the largest supply uh, for of those. And that we're going to accelerate all of that by making smart acquisitions that can bring us more channel partners, more SMBs, or more technology and vendors, and so that's really that's really the strategy. It's a, it's a super simple three-year strategy, uh, and we were able to raise substantial money on that at 120 million dollars, and we're super excited to be. You know, we're just trying to build a long-lasting tech company here in North America and Western Canada in particular.
0: So uh, let's talk about that because I know that uh, Headcount continues to grow and people are being added to the organization, you know, all over the place. Yep. What, what's your take on this this uh, talk around, you know, talent and how do you find people? And it, it's getting harder, isn't it? It's harder and easier. So um, it's a give and a take, right? So, you know, COVID is,
1: has forced people to consider remote work. Um, and remote work opens, opens our 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 source of talent up to worldwide um it also opens our talent up to worldwide <laughs> so that it can be you know taken from other places and so you know we are uh, and, and, and because of this inflation that I spoke about it's happening on the wage side too you know costs are going up but it, there has to be a way you know to pay for that and so uh it, it it's just a balancing act um and you know like any company we're keeping our very best. Uh, and brightest, and we're growing. So we're in a very fortunate place. So we can continue to grow. I mean, of our 600 people, I think we've got, you know, we have uh, 75% outside of North America, or sorry, 75 people outside of North America. We've got another 75 or 100 in the rest of North America, and then uh, and, and about, uh, you know, 450 or so, um, you know, here in, in Saskatoon.
0: Well, congratulations on, uh, the, uh, Vendasta square project coming together. That's where we're speaking to you today is, is inside your offices at Vendasta square and how, right. how are the team enjoying the new, uh, the new digs? Well, you know, it's funny when, when COVID
1: first came, people were like, Hey, we have to work from home. And then, uh, then it's like, wow, I like this. I'm never coming back. And then it's like, it's almost changed to now. When can I come back? And uh, you know, there's, there's gotta be a balance in here. People are social animals and, uh, you know, the, the it, it's really I enjoy being at the office and, and uh, a lot of people do, uh, but there's times too when you can have, be more productive and, and work work away from home. So we're all we're all adapting and, and growing with this new remote uh, first hybrid and in office sort of combination that we're putting together.
0: No. And it's been interesting to watch certain individuals that shell go nameless that were like, no, I'm never coming back. I'm working from home. This is great. And then they come back one day and they're like, whoa, this new office is amazing. I missed all my (laughs) friends. Um, so it's great to see that collaboration happening again. And we, we hear it from all sorts of customers as well, saying that it was the collaboration of the meeting after the meeting, after the zoom meeting was done and you got to walk over to the desk and have a conversation. That's the the piece that seems to be missing across lots of different companies. So I, I have to tell you, there's there's been a few times this year that I've recognized that, uh, over the last 10 years that you and I've been working together, you, you've been right a lot. And, uh, so I want to, I want to come back to, uh, one of the, the best parts of this interview. And that's where you get to pull out that crystal ball that obviously you have under your desk and tell us, you know, what your take is on where, where we're going in the future.
1: Wow, this is the this is going to be my the toughest year for me yet. And so uh, I don't have a I didn't take time to prepare a list of ten things or anything else. But I will tell you this: Um, we're we are in a different time, and uh, I think inflation is coming. I know nobody wants to hear that. I'm old enough to have been through it when I bought my first house back in uh, '89 or so. There was uh, you know seven uh, interest rates were 17 percent coming down, but I hope we don't have hyperinflation and high interest rates. Um I don't think that's going to happen because I think some of the inflation has some uh uh some pillars underneath it that are that aren't really foundational. So like for instance the 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 shipping supply problem that can be rectified. Um you know, COVID stimulus payments can go away. And so uh but more money has been printed. So there is there is a uh, there will be some inflation. So what this means to me when I look in the future is that, you know, growth becomes a little less important than efficiency and profitability. So it's really important uh, for all of our, my small business friends out there to make sure that they can they can run their business. And the and the only way they can do that, technology is the thing that keeps giving back. They can change that. They can mitigate it. And that's this automation. So that's why we talked about that. I think automation and can help uh companies survive and uh, and grow um and so i see i do see inflation in the future i see automation uh, and technology mitigating that um and i uh, but i can see continued demand and continued growth and so inflation's okay as long as there is actual real gdp growth on the other side and so uh and i think that will happen so i don't i'm not dooming gloom i'm just saying that we're going to you know we're going to pay some more for some things we're going to see you know as a business owners, we'll wage inflation, we'll see a uh, tougher competition for talent and especially at the low end. Like I think the days of um, you know, for, for the folks that are in the quick service business or other places where they need lots of cheap labor, that's where the real problems will happen. And I I think when you go to order a burger, you're gonna be doing it on a terminal. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what you will see. And those small and those are where we can help those businesses survive and thrive. Because if I'm gonna pay 10 bucks for a burrito, I'm not going to Taco Bell, right? I'm going to go somewhere different. And so I think this is an opportunity for small businesses too. So I I do see uh, that inflation being mitigated by automation through technology, if I had to sum it up.
0: I was working on some content the other day. I remember the book that you pointed me towards by Clayton Christensen probably 9, 10 years ago. And we were talking about the innovator's dilemma. We're talking about yeah. disruption. Where, where do you see disruption happening is it in a particular industry that we're like three years from now this industry is going to be completely like do you have any any uh looks forward on that well you know i mean i think
1: and i'm, I'm going back to this over and over but this disruption is happening wherever wherever there was needed to be cheap labor mm-hmm. so if you you know if you're going to hire folks to flip burgers the, we're going to happen and I, I don't mean just to use that example there's many 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 examples of of, of, of where we've relied on cheap labor. And I don't, I don't, I see that being disrupted over the next three or four years with technology in particular, uh, which is good for everybody at the end of the day.
0: Well, you you can see it in your interactions when you when you go into a store. I had this happen to me at a at a very famous store that I won't mention, but I was buying some office supplies, so you guys can put it together. And uh, it, it was a struggle for the person to run the till properly and to and to find the thing that I was buying. And you could tell they were brand new. So, you know, the the labor force that was working at that organization left or got their, you know, COVID payments or something like that. New people have been hired and, and you've got to get them up to speed and, and there's a training program there. So, you know, I, you see that on a day-to-day basis. Or George, they'll just train you to do it at the self-checkout. Right. That's exactly (laughs) right. That's exactly right. Um, what, uh, you know, when we're, when we're looking at this and we look back over the the three years that you and I've done this address in this episode, do you think that we're, we're in tougher today at 2021? Like we're sitting here going, oh, that was a really hard year because 2020 was a friggin' hard year um, with, you know, when COVID first hit, but it seems like 2021 was a bit of a slog for people. Man, I think, I, I, I think 2021 was harder and I'm not sure
1: that it's over yet, uh, but I'll make one more prediction since I'm pretty bold and I could be completely wrong on this and I'm, somebody can call me out later, but everyone's worried about Omicron and uh, Omicron. Uh, with no end. <laughs> and uh, um, I think that it might be the end of COVID. That's a pretty bold prediction because I think that, you know, it is, uh, I think it's a, a much more vir- uh, uh, easy to spread strain. So the, the R factor is higher. It's going to spread to people faster. But at the same time, I think it's less virulent. And I think uh, people will, won't get as, as sick from it, but they'll be afforded the protection as if they were inoculated or as if they had the vaccine. And so I think it I think if that's true and it doesn't overload the hospitals and, and, and it spreads throughout the population, it might be the end of uh COVID. But in terms of a pandemic, because COVID's never going away. We're gonna be dealing with this like we do the flu for the rest of uh the rest of time. And so but I, I think what what that you know it's been tough. And so I hopefully this can end because I don't think I think now the there's more harm on the other side of, you know, letting much Mother Nature do its job, there's more harm on the other side of, of not having those social interactions. I, I really feel for people with kids that are school age. I think they're getting robbed. And uh, I think the, the psychological da- the, the damage is going to be worse um, than the, the disease or the, the virus if we if we aren't careful. So hopefully this will this will end this year. And that was my that's my prediction. Or maybe it's just a
0: hope. One of the things that I think all of us uh, can appreciate is our local economies a little bit more. And I know that that's always been our uh, mission is to help local economies. But we're, we're hearing from our channel partners that a lot more attention is being paid to, to those local businesses and maybe a little less in the big box and understanding that they're the ones really powering that economy. Um, it's been good to see that, that come back across our base of customers to see those local economies coming back.
1: Yeah, no, it really is, and I, uh, you know, I. But there's still a big challenge ahead. And again, I, I don't want to go off on a rant on on inflation, but, um, but I think one thing's proven for sure. Small businesses can change faster than anyone. They might not be the biggest, they might not be the strongest or the fastest, but I'll tell you, they are the most adaptable. Change. I have every confidence that small business will win the day. They will be able to adapt and win. Uh, in situations where some of the bigger guys might not be able to, but that's uh, that you know, in in the atmosphere that COVID has created.
0: Well, and it's great. And our colleague Gib Olander has a great line. These are the businesses that support our little league teams. They're the ones that donate to the churches. They're the ones that get asked to you know buy jerseys and things like that. They're really, really important. That's exactly right. Well, we uh, you know I'm sure that you're going to echo this, but I, I want to thank all of our uh, channel partners who are local businesses as well. Um, and the businesses that they serve because I think all of us appreciate it a little bit more. And Brendan, thanks for joining us on the uh, year-end episode, Season 4. We're excited about Season five's uh, growth with the Conquer Local podcast, but we always love having you here for the state of the ecosystem that we know <laughs> is Conquer Local. So thanks for joining us.
1: Well, thanks, George, for giving me the opportunity. I really appreciate speaking to you today. Thank you.
0: Always like bringing the guy on the show that pays the bills. That's a, usually a good idea. <laughs> but once a year, we bring Brennan around to talk about what happened in the last year, some of the challenges that we're facing. And then I, I like that crystal ball because as I mentioned, he's, you know, most of the times right as we look forward. And we've talked a lot in conversations throughout the year about RPA, Robotic Process Automation. And now we have a forcing function. You remember, if you listen back to other episodes, last year's episode, Brendan talked about COVID was a forcing function, moving people to online. We've been talking about the need for businesses to move online for a long time. COVID happens, more people jump in. But now we've got this new thing. We've got the supply challenges. We've got the demand challenges. We've got money sitting out there. We've got this inflation thing that's about to happen. And Brendan's lens is that businesses need to become more efficient. Part of it is we just don't have the humans today to provide the services. So the big question is, how do we accomplish it with less labor? We automate it. And we know that nobody likes things that change, but more and more we're finding that Darwin was right. Those who are most adaptable to change are the ones that will succeed. That's long lived. But in business, we're finding that you just have to be adapting all the time. Things are changing dramatically. There sometimes are outside forces, and then some of it is just evolution. And then finally, small businesses can change faster than anyone. Smaller teams can pivot faster. They can more easily implement the automations that will help them succeed. Although it was a trying year, small businesses will win the day, and we're seeing that every single day in real time. It's been an incredible year here at Vendasta. The Conquer Local ecosystem is stronger than ever, and that's thanks to you. We're excited to end the year on a positive note, and for the last time in 2021, be sure to subscribe to the Finney Award-winning Conquer Local podcast. As we move into the new year and our new season, season five, can't believe I'm saying that, we're going to continue to welcome extraordinary sales leaders, marketers, and entrepreneurs. Happy New Year. My name is George Leith, and I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Guest discovery by Jacob Soli. Marketing by Rory Lawford and Nicole Lozon. Produced by Brett Clarenbach. Executive producers Brendan King, George Leith and Colleen McGrath. Recorded at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.